everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight phase. We're finally back. Hello. How are you? What's Hi. up? How was your November and your Thanksgiving? Did anyone else get COVID? Nope. Just Melissa? <laughs> Just me? Yes, that's good. <laughs> um, I have a mystery sore throat. Oh, but that's all. I threw up this morning, but I don't think I have COVID. What the fuck, Maya? (laughs) Sometimes I throw up when I brush my teeth. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know that. I feel like we (laughs) talked about that on the podcast, like, once. Maybe have. I don't know. Well, it seems like some some (laughs) listeners might know, since they apparently listen to us all the time. Oh, yeah. Apparently, we're, like, fucking popular. Apparently, we're really popular. I mean, I know I'm popular, but collectively, I had no idea that... (laughs) we were popular uh listeners i don't know how many of you are on spotify and how many of you pay attention a lot of them when your unwrapped comes out every year it's my favorite time of year (laughs) i effing love it i love seeing other people's unwrapped i feel like i get to know way more about them than i otherwise would get to know Wait, we should we should go through our spotify unwraps together oh my god we should maybe that should be a bonus or maybe, I don't know. Well, we got a really good request for a bonus episode, which was like, talk about your favorite Christmas media content. Yeah, which that's I was such like, a good we one. should do that. Listeners, if you didn't know, if you're a patron and you get the bonus episode every month, you could just ask us to talk about a thing and we'd probably do it. Oh, we 100%. absolutely would. I don't like thinking about what I'm going to talk about. Um, But anyway, your podcasts that are on Spotify also get an unwrapped. And. We looked at ours, and it's amazing. So many fact, people listen to us. The like, fact that we are any single person's top podcast is mine. Is amazing. Right. But no, no, no. Right. Apparently, there are some people out there who listen to our podcast the most of any podcast they listen That's to. That's absolutely wild. Thanks, like, what guys. the fuck? Are you guys... I'm, I'm about to be like, um, are you guys intelligent? Oh my God. <laughs> There's something wrong. Yeah, with we you? know they're smart. They listen to us. <laughs> I don't know. There are other. What about like NPR? They have really smart podcasts. Who wants to listen to those? Those are boring. No. Why no. would you listen to the to a news podcast when you can come hang out? When with you us? can come to us for hard hitting news. And if NPR is your number one pod. <laughs> you're a boring person. Then like, sure, maybe you're some good smart, ones. But you like, yeah, there's no. Right. There's good ones. And as as. I wish I had my, I don't have my Instagram up. A lot of people wrote in after I posted to our story about it, you know. <laughs> to ask how. people. If yeah, they... I was like, <laughs> let us know if we're your favorite. <laughs> and then a lot of you obliged. Thank you for, for catering to my whims. Um, but uh, as as I pointed out to one listener, we do get very sciencey. We talk about medical shit on the pod, and that's important. <laughs> we teach things here in this of a global pandemic. <laughs> our medical opinions are just needed more than ever. Exactly. In fact, go get vaccinated if you haven't already, you dummies. I got my booster today. Oh yeah, get your boosters. Get your boosters. Go get those. I hope that vaccination is available to you all, listeners. I can attest as one who has come down with the COVID. Uh, it was not Corona, fun. you mean? 
I did lose my sense of taste. I do now have a variety of symptoms that are continuing post-COVID that I won't go into detail about, but they're not nothing, fun also. Nothing too awful, though. We joke about it awful. because she is already, she is quite recovered. Because I have a lot of weird shit going on medically. It's whatever. You said you're quite recovered. I'm really relieved on your yeah. behalf that you got your taste back because oh, me too. I've heard of so many people that it goes away for I know, like I know a people... really long time and that sounds oh, hellish. Truly hellish. I did look I mean, up, there's I worse like, how can I like, how can I like uh, work out my, my, my <laughs> taste and sensory things and they're like, like free peppermint. It? Oh my god, did you do it? Did you do all I literally have my peppermint still here where I would, like, sniff it. (laughs) And I can still remember the day where I was like, Ooh, I I can kind of smell the peppermint. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're a science podcast. (laughs) Vampire science only, though. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, if you're trying to tell me that Dr. Carla Cullen isn't all about getting your vaccine, I know he you're lying. Is. So is Edward. He exactly. Almost he died, died of a pandemic. From the influenza. He did die of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. And so did, like, said. his whole family. Yeah, so exactly. Did, so did every single one of them. He was turned into a vampire because he had no other family left because they were all also dead. Oh, this is a bummer. Oh. Go get your vaccine, please. So enjoy your vaccine. We're enjoying ours. I'm I'm very thankful to be over COVID and totally fine. With the exception of Uh, with the exception of some weird stuff. (laughs) Um, And we're thankful that you're over it too. Yeah, me too. Thank Thank you. Very worried about you, Olivia. What happened to you while we were gone? I don't know nothing. (laughs) I I I had a great Thanksgiving. Took a whole week off. Went to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it. I they had very eventful uh, hiatuses. I had a very uneventful hiatus. I'm jealous, honestly. I don't know if I've talked about that. I mean, yeah, compared to getting COVID, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and also your drama. I definitely <laughs> prefer the non-dramatic hiatus. <laughs> um, I don't remember if I talked about this on our not an episode episode, but like absolutely my high of the time away was um i saw a rock that looked just like a manatee <laughs> you didn't show me that no you no you weren't you, you were shown because you were also like i also thought that looked just like a manatee. oh yeah i remember <laughs> it's there. i was i've now favorited it on my phone so it's easier to find so i'll just go ahead and resend it so you have Please it for do. your record it does look amazingly like a manatee. In fact, when I got the photo, I was like, that looks like a manatee before I read Maya's text. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh, you did see it in person. Yes. Wow. We were hiking in the Smoky Mountains. We did not. Okay. Listeners, circumstances took me to Alabama very suddenly. Um, I was already planning on going to Indiana. So when we finished in Alabama, we had a couple days before we had to be in Indiana. We were like, what do we do? So we went to Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. We stayed at the Margaritaville. It was (laughs) fantastic. Loved it there. And we went hiking in the Smokies. And I saw that rock and it blew my mind. It's a, it's a, it's a large. That rock was meant for you. It's like a boulder. You know what, Melissa, we put it on Instagram. 
I will. I'll put it on the Insta. It's a boulder in That's a boulder. In situ. Yeah. I was about to say you should have tried to take it back with you, but But I would have been dumb. <laughs> Leave no trace. <laughs> um the, the it has like moss on its back that looks just like the algae that grows on manatees' backs. I thought you were gonna yeah. say like the algae that grows in SpongeBob to tell you which direction you need to go. <laughs> it's not a boulder. It's rock. <laughs> okay, I will say that um, we also went hiking like a weekend ago or the weekend before, and I should have done more research. This hike was beyond my level. <laughs> it is basically just like rock scramble straight up to the summit of the mountain. Um, at one point, there were like chains tied to trees so that you could hold onto the chain and like walk yourself up the rocks. No. Um, and the whole time we were doing that hike, we were going, it's a rock! <laughs> it's a rock! I did but also, also I was going to have to drive these babies for miles. I climbed a mountain last week. Uh, oh, it was it was not that straight up. It was also almost past my level, and it wasn't even that hard. So. I avoid climbing anything. It was a good time. time. It was cold. It was too cold. It was for like forty degrees, but it was a good time. It makes you feel really awesome when you get up there, but like when it's like beyond it's your not level, good enough it's, to, it's rough to to balance out the how horrible it feels to getting up there. I was feeling like, what the heck? Because we got up there and there were a bunch of people looking real fresh and comfortable. (laughs) And I was like, did we just do the same? Like, I'm maybe not. Maybe they went up a different way. It's true. And it turns out we did not do the same hike because there's a road to the top. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how'd they get a child up here? (laughs) Like, I was fighting for my life. You know who else is fighting for her life? Me? Bella Swan. Bella Swan. Bella Swan. You know, I had forgotten how angry this book had made me until I was like, let me remember what happened in the previous chapter. And then I just flipped through and I had just like <laughs> X'd out the entire page the last time we read. So I remembered. I, I had, like, forgotten, I, like, knew that the Jacob thing was before this, but, like, as I started reading, there are references to Jacob, and I was like, wait, did they, like, enough. already make up? Like, yeah, it's, like, pretty like, normal. Why? It feels very separate. They're, they're very, yeah. yeah they, there's, like, one reference to what happened, and ultimately, and they're, like, hurt. friendship is like, weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... I have no clue whose turn it is. Does someone just want, want to do I this thing? I don't think it's my turn. Did I think Melissa did the Jacob chapter. I did do the Jacob chapter. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. All right. You so, got this. Friends, we're on chapter 16, which is called Epic. Is that how you say that word? Epic. E- Epoch? I no. <laughs> don't know which it is. <laughs> That's like, the title of the chapter being Epic. E P O C K C H E Poach. <laughs> I'm really bad at spelling E-poach? things out loud. I'm actually. I don't think it's a cha right sound. I was looking right at it and I said it wrong. It's an H. I'm I'm not good at hearing individual. Anyway, okay. Oh, like reading? <laughs> no, I'm great at reading. I'm not good at listening. 
Okay, we open. Uh, Bella is looking for something to wear. The khaki skirt is out. Nothing matches her khaki skirt. She doesn't know what to do. It is, finally, graduation. Uh, Alice shows up and is like, I anticipated this problem. Here are some clothes. That's really the only thing that's been going well for me. I've been missing lots of things, including your thief and also the weird thing in seattle and bella's like the weird thief and also the stuff in seattle i imagined raven simone having a i also thought of that so (laughs) must have been my head motion that i did she's like oh my god what if the two plot points in this book are related to each other what if they're both trying to evade Alice on purpose because they both know Alice because they're the same person. Uh-huh. And Alice is like, that's mind-blowing. I think that you must be right. And then they're both like, well, we can't tell Edward because he's going to freak the fuck out. And it's graduation. <laughs> it's graduation. <laughs> so he will only get to graduate once. <laughs> so today is very important. <laughs> Uh, so Alice fucks off. Charlie is like, let's go. They go together with Edward, and it's like a whole thing about how the three of them are going to graduation together, which is very normal. Um, I, don't, I don't know. She has a normal graduation in an orange, yellow, yellow. robe. Um, Jessica is like weirdly super friendly, and it's like really fake of her, and like whatever. It's the end of high school. And then Bella's like, okay, well, like, I guess. I guess that's it. I'm graduated now. Alice walks across the stage, clearly concentrating really, really hard on something, and Edward follows her, looking very confused. Um, And eventually we find out that she has been concentrating very, very, very hard on something very dumb so that Edward can't read her mind. Uh, It's translating the Battle Helm of the Republic into Arabic, and then when she was done, into Korean Sign Language, which I appreciated. Okay, then Bella makes a really weird decision. They're like all in the crowd with Charlie and she's like, well, whatever, totally out of character. I'm just gonna tell him right now. So (laughs) (laughs) she's like, well, Edward, here's the scoop. Don't freak out. We're surrounded by a lot of people and I'm about to go to a restaurant that I don't like with Charlie and you need to just hold it together. He doesn't really hold it together, but it's fine. Um, He leaves. He runs away suddenly. Uh, Charlie and Bella go to a restaurant that she does not like or care for, and there's a bunch of people there. And then she drives to her graduation party at the Cullens, and Charlie is like, are you sure you don't want me to come? (laughs) And she's like, no, Dad, it's fine. And then he doesn't go to it. And that's it. Yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> and the, that's, like, she gets there. The party hasn't happened. I give um, you an eight. Yeah, I, I would do, out. like, an eight and a half, maybe? It was a little long. Just because you didn't mention that Jacob and Billy were also at the oh, graduation. Right. Yeah. Like, totally cash. Yeah. But we did allude to it earlier. Right, we alluded. That is the one mention jacob it's just him being at graduation and then they leave before they talk to her also who does yeah that? i was like that's stupid if you're gonna go to somebody's you're graduation, go to graduation talk to them after yeah that's very strange sitting through the graduation is the worst part the worst part <laughs> 
So kind of nothing happens except Bella puts together the whole thing, which Which I I was like, I was a little torn about. I was like, okay, I know that I'm biased because I'm reading a novel, right? Like I've only been given so many facts. So I'm biased to think that the facts are all related to each other. But this doesn't well, like, seem like a stretch. Bella mentions, she's like, I'm missing something crucial here. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't put my finger on it. I tried really hard to remember if when I first read this, if I was surprised or not. And like, I don't, no. I don't know. I don't no, remember I don't this being like the second time I've ever read this book. And also <laughs> having previously not remembered any of it. I am quite confident that I was very aware that this was the case very early on. (laughs) Okay, so she says, And what are the odds that two different people not only know enough about you to do that, so she means, like, know how to evade Alice's visions in a very particular way, but also decided to do it at exactly the same time? No way. It's one person, the same one. The one who's making the army is the one who stole my scent. And I was like, okay, on top of this... What are the chances that more than one vampire, i.e. Victoria, and also an unrelated vampire, are trying to murder you at the same time? What still surprises me is that we've had this big revelation, and I'm like, and it's it's Victoria. Victoria. (laughs) Like, they keep referring to the person who stole her shirt as a he, as like a general, like, we don't know who this person is, and they use a... Only men are evil. We all know that. And it's like, you were worried about Victoria very recently. Right. And how does your brain not go, oh no, the person who's trying to kill me is still trying to kill me. Why would you be like, oh no, there's another person trying to kill me. (laughs) I think what's weird is that they like smell the smell of the person in her room and they're like, oh, it doesn't smell like Victoria. So it's not Victoria. As opposed to like, I guess oh, she's no. working she with has someone more else. people now. Right, as opposed to making the connection that the army and, now, and this person are related. Right, and now she's put together that the person and the army are related and they haven't worked backwards. Like, oh, it could have been Victoria because it's somebody who's not Victoria because she has an army. See, what, what I don't get when we're going through this is because they haven't made the connection to Victoria I'm like how do you know that they're trying to kill and destroy you Bella? Also true! Like she says as I process the fact that someone had created an army of vampires an army that had gruesomely murdered dozens of people in Seattle for the express purpose of destroying me I was like whoa, whoa, whoa. how does she know how that? How do you make that leap? <laughs> and then she's like relieved. She's like, well, they're not trying to kill all of you. They're just trying to kill me. And I was like, okay, well, why does that make any sense? Like, what difference does it make? What I think this maybe speaks to a bit of like ego on the part of the <laughs> there. Because if I remember correctly, they like see this army being built up in Seattle and they're like, oh, well, we're here. I guess they're building this army to fight us. Maybe it's like a territory thing. And then also previously, they were like, well, maybe this was like a a drifter vampire that came through, smelled Edward's scent all over your house, and was like, oh, I just want to go in and sniff around. Like, that could still be separate things. Like, this is a good inference you've made, but it's not necessarily. Right. It doesn't. It it doesn't imply causation you know like just because the thing 
the two instances being there's an army of vampires and a vampire stole some of your shirts does not then mean the army of vampires is to destroy you. Yeah, that's true. That's it could just be like <laughs> they're here to destroy Edward and they smelled him in Right. House, like if so anything, I would house. still think like, oh, the vampire army is still for the Collins, but guess what? I'm the weak link in the Collins. Right. So Yeah, like maybe maybe like Arrow is pissed that Edward didn't want to join the Volturi, but he doesn't want to upset like the Volturi's reputation so he has to raise an army on the sly right which they've sort of talked of rage yeah without without the making the connection of that it's victoria you know a lot of the things that they are now assuming just don't really make a lot of sense like i would i would jump to a lot of other conclusions before (laughs) there's an army of vampires for me (laughs) <laughs> I when when she said he stole my scent so the others could find me I was like, I was like Bella's what? a it girl you know like everything's <laughs> about her everyone's <laughs> looking to her we want to know what she's wearing what does she like <laughs> right I'm like they stole your red blouse <laughs> that's an connection it's like okay the vampire only stole cute stuff so perhaps... <laughs> the only thing that went with her khaki skirt. <laughs> Okay, we do need to discuss the the skirt. Because (laughs) in this instance, it was not described as khaki colored. No, No, it was khaki khaki skirt. You're right. Now, I do believe that you can, that we should still believe that it is khaki colored and not khaki in material. I feel like it's also a color. So, right. So, I want to interrupt and be like, I did some research um, a couple days ago and that. Khaki um, is really only means the color. It <gasps> typically means of like a uh like, but there's material. not like a khaki like khaki itself isn't a material. Like what? Is khaki this... the 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 sort of harder tougher stuff is still primarily like cotton, and so they use khaki as kind of like a catch all. I believe. Is this according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary? No, it's not. It's according to me googling khaki. <laughs> uh, did you do this for work or for this <laughs> podcast? Why I did it. I do not remember why you deep dove. But you know, khaki is just one of those khaki. things that I just have, has always been very okay. prevalent to me Wait. because of this discussion. So you're saying to me that there is a fabric that is called khaki. Right, there is, a, I think, a fabric that is typically associated with the term khaki, but it is not... Khaki. It, it's khaki. It's not an exclusive thing, if that so makes sense. So there's, like, a fabric that we say is khaki, but right. it does not fit any, like, strict definition because there is no strict definition of, of a khaki fabric. Yes. Okay. But I still want to say that in the first book, she says khaki colored, implying that it's not your typical khaki fabric. This could easily be a case of proofreaders, right? <laughs> Where like the first in the first book, the proofreader was really fucking on it that day, and they were like, "Actually, I looked up khaki. Khaki is a color. It's not a fabric. They this were earning their hourly rate. Khaki colored." And then in this book, nobody caught it. Because here's the thing about proofreading. You <laughs> can only notice what you notice. <laughs> Very true. And, like, sometimes you're going through and you, like, notice this one particular thing. And you know what I hate that I learned? 
I learned that part of our house style is to omit the word of mm -hmm. when it is unnecessary in phrases right. like all of. Right. I hate like, that I know that. All it's, of the geese. It's completely useless. It's a useless it's style. Pain. Nobody says that way, but all it's the geese. written down. It should just be up. all the geese instead of all of the geese. And so now I find it all the time and I have to take it out and I think to myself, the editor doesn't give a shit about this. It's true. It's true. But I'm a good proofreader, so I mark it anyway. In fact, a anyway. lot of editors say, stat. Yeah, that sounds dumb. Why would we do it that way? <laughs> anyway, like my I point can... is, like, maybe some days I'm so focused on finding the ofs that I miss actual important things. That's possible. It's possible. It is. <laughs> um, and Someone missed khaki colored. <laughs> yeah, this khaki is the important thing. My favorite um, part, though, of this whole paragraph is this is the paragraph that says, you know, my khaki skirt, implying the khaki skirt, you know, not that she one. has multiple no. khaki skirts. Um, and then looking, Wait, wait, she was looking for, for something to go with the khaki skirt. Something that would make her look beautiful and grown up. Something that said, special occasion. And I was like, Bella, we need more go-to choices for you for special occasions besides only... the khaki skirt. She's got only skirt you on. Yeah, what? I like that, that she's that like tracks. my khaki skirt. And then <laughs> next page, Alice is like, you have one skirt. <laughs> one skirt. <laughs> it's like at that point, I you don't think... need to describe it. It's the skirt. I think that that is good character building. <laughs> <laughs> Bella like, only oh, owns one skirt and it's khaki colored. And she's like, that's my special occasion I, outfit. I guess since <laughs> nothing matches my khaki skirt, <laughs> I will have to graduate in my sweatpants. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so Bella. Uh, so Alice pieces it out and then she goes downstairs. Charlie's like, we're going to be late. And she's like... I'm I'm fine and he's like she's like give me a minute and he's like are you crying and she's like no I'm nervous go away which I was like yeah you tell him to go away <laughs> go away she goes downstairs filming. and Edward is coming over to drive to graduation with them and it's been like a whole thing like Olivia said so Charlie had learned that she was planning to ride with Edward and Charlie was like what the heck I'm your parent and it's graduation she says, I'd conceded with good grace, and Edward had cheerfully suggested that we all go together. Since Carlisle and Esme had no problem with this, Charlie couldn't come up with a compelling objection. He'd agreed with poor Grace. You know what? I'm team Charlie on this yeah. one. You are? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> In, I mean, I don't think it's, like, that big of a deal, but I feel like Edward should have just, like, let Charlie have this moment with his kid. Well, I felt like the reason that Edward was around was because Edward's always around for the safety purposes of, oh my god, there's a killer on the loose. Yeah, but if he wasn't in the car, he'd be, like, running through the forest. Right, as we know later, yes, he doesn't have to be in the car. But I do think it was purposefully set up so that we could get the funny image of Edward being in the back of a cop car. It's true, it is completely for that. Okay, but do we know what Bella wants? No. Okay, she goes, I could see Charlie's points. 
point. Parents I mean, should have some rights come graduation day. No, no. She's never like, yeah, I wanted <laughs> Edward to come. I wanted to go to graduation with my boyfriend and my father. And my boyfriend's parents didn't give a shit. So what's the difference? Just all driving the same car. It's right. driving. To, it's not even an event. <laughs> Listen, if it was like, if they had this argument about like dinner after graduation, like, okay, fine. Maybe that's like worth arguing about. They're driving to graduation. Who cares? <laughs> like I said, I don't think it's that big a deal, but I just feel like Edward knows that Charlie wants that moment with Bella. Just like, and yeah, well, right now about we don't fucking like for Charlie, it. though. I know. And right also, now, I know. we want to do things to make Charlie miserable. <laughs> well, I mean, I have beef with Charlie from the previous chapter, exactly. but it's like, look, from Edward's perspective, Bella is about to get her way and become a vampire, and Charlie's never going to get to see her again. That's true. You're going to get to see her all the time, forever. Maybe just let them that have, like, the 10-minute car ride. Great point. Moving on. So, I think it really sucks that Bella doesn't get to enjoy her graduation because she works hard. She does study. That Stephanie did a good job expressing a pretty universal feeling, which is, you know, that graduation is just like a really fast thing. You're like, oh, is that it? It's done. And like, there isn't really a lot discussed around like, what do you mean this entire portion of my life is over and now I'm just supposed to do something else? You know, like, it seems like there should be some a group processing, maybe, and, like, that supposedly should happen at graduation, but guess what? It doesn't happen there because it's just a formality-like thing. It is it's a little surreal. Experience. It's like a ritual yeah. that, like, you work toward for so long that there's like sort of no way right and then the, like half an actual hour graduation can can't really encapsulate the 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 like thing that has happened because yeah. you're just it's you're just walking across the stage yeah my experience of graduation was definitely that it was very surreal but also that i felt like i did it i worked really hard i like totally killed myself for this and like I felt a sense of accomplishment, you know, mm-hmm. like I did it. And Bella is just so preoccupied with the realization she just had, like kind of looking out for Edward. And she's like a little bit like judgy of Jessica. Uh, that I did relate to from graduation. <laughs> but like she doesn't get to have that moment of like, I did it. And I just like, yeah. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, she is very distracted. And I mean, I it doesn't help her. that she, like, kind of hasn't even let herself focus on these things because of the whole yeah. becoming a vampire imminently around the corner. She, like, equal parts doesn't want to focus on the things that she's going to miss and then also just wants to get through everything as quickly as possible to get mm-hmm. to the actual vampire part. Yeah. And so it's really it's really set her up to just, like... She's in a weird place. She's yeah. She's in a weird headspace. I kind of felt maybe a little bit of Rosalie's perspective on that. Like, maybe you should, like, enjoy human things. Exactly. Yeah, while you can. I know. I very much related to her feelings about Jessica. Jess has forgotten all of her beef with Bella. (laughs) She is feeling just this huge rush of affection for Bella. She goes... This is all just so incredible. Do you remember your first day here? We were friends, like, right away from the first time we saw each other. 
amazing and now i'm off to california and you'll be in alaska and i'm going to miss you so much you have to promise that we'll get together sometimes i'm so glad you're having a party that's perfect because we really haven't spent that much time together in a while and now we're all leaving and, like she drones on and on <laughs> and i remember like all the people it is like that like being like oh i'm gonna miss it so much and me being like we haven't talked in like four months but just I- like People I being like, I can't believe it, but I'm going to miss math class. And me being like, I'm not going to fucking miss math class. Like, I, 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 one, really related to Jessica. I felt very similarly when I graduated. I was like, oh, my God, I actually hated this. But now I'm not ready for to move on to other things. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, justice for Jessica, Bella right. was a terrible friend. And Jess has <laughs> She's very temporarily judgy. forgotten that because of the big thing that's happening and she's like i just want to have a friend experience with you and to encapsulate this and guess what bella still sucks as a friend but whatever <laughs> and you know what they're in a line by last name exactly <laughs> jessica is just putting on a good attitude bella's who she's next to that is so right. bella who she's who she's gonna talk to nicely that is true i can relate and I felt really bad for Eric. He's a valedictorian and he's speed talking in his nervousness and Aww. his speech sounded just like super cliche and trite. And Bella calls it trite nonsense. And I was like, she's... you did your best. Yeah, Stacey, yeah she's, she's still in like that weird juxtaposition of like, this is a major event for me that I should be appreciating, but also I'm contemplating death in the next few days. And so this is trite nonsense. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, 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 we got it. Why don't you process these things, girlfriend? <laughs> so then it's like suddenly over. She's graduated. It's done. They're all in like the crowd together. Oh, I forgot. You know what I forgot in my recap? The fact that they have not actually made plans for dinner yet. And Smile. Charlie's like, where do you want to go? And she says, I can cook. I'm like, Bella, one Bella. time. Just one time celebrate yourself and then he's like how about how about this restaurant that you don't like that i really like and she's like great and it seems to be the one restaurant in town that everyone everyone is going to but you know i do want to uh focus a little bit on on edward which i think okay yes yes um i skipped it because he is, you know, like, okay, well, you know, something seems wrong. Like, what's going on? And she's Why like, was Alice thinking about translating something well, so that I couldn't hear her? Right. And so Bella gets straight to the punch where she's like, are you worried about Alice? And he's like, no. And she's like, like, why Why would I be? Why, why she's like, be? well, because I, I know what she was right, actually trying right. to She's like, well, what was she thinking to keep you out of her head? He's like, huh? she knows something? What's going on, these secret keepers? She's like, yeah, I know something. I'm the one that came up with it. <laughs> I'm like, I love that she's waxing like... a little bit that she knows something that he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, if I were her, I would drag it out. I'd be like, it's not the right time. I'll tell you after dinner. <laughs> He does do that. Twist the knife. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, honestly, he does respond as expected when your girlfriend tells you that there's been an army of vampires created to destroy her specifically, even though they have no evidence to back that up yet at this point. He does go straight into 
Oh, fuck. Even though technically nothing has actually changed in the, the no. you know, couple hours. Like, they just know more. Situation is still exactly the same. They're still he there, bro. Gets, like, thousand-yard stare and stands <laughs> there with his mouth literally hanging open. <laughs> and Charlie is just, like, there, too. <laughs> and then he leaves. We don't really know where he goes, right? and right? I, didn't I guess he goes off He literally just leaves. Family. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You're upset because there's an army vampire that's going to kill your girlfriend. And so Edward Cullen leaves her? <laughs> he like, no, he no. doesn't leave her. I think it's like he knows that he cannot be he normal through straight. a yeah, dinner. He can't be normal. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to watch from like over right. there. Yeah. I think Maya's right because he doesn't go very far. They have this yeah. like boring, uh, overcrowded dinner. And then he's like there in the shadows right. immediately. Right. Wait, I also want to say, when Edward walks away, first Charlie is, like, kind of begrudgingly, like, are you coming to dinner with us? And Edward's like, no, thank you. And Charlie's like, do you have plans with your parents? And Edward's like, um, yeah. And he just leaves. And Charlie (laughs) says, what did I say? Charlie asks with a guilty expression. Like, lots of shit all the time. Lots of shit all the time. (laughs) Like, yeah, nothing in this moment. But, like, tons of stuff all the time (laughs) well yeah and then right after he's like are you two fighting again and she's like nobody's fighting mind your own business (laughs) it's like thank you bella he can mind his own business oh and he they do bring up oh yeah charlie brings up he's like did you see jacob and billy were at your graduation wasn't that cool and you know bella's just like yeah i guess and charlie's just like they're such good friends and you're like just get with the picture charlie we're mad at them and then but he brings it up and he's just like oh you know maybe i haven't taught you all the things i need to teach you and he's like look at your hand implying that somebody implying that he needed to teach her how to punch someone which I was like, no, we're going in the wrong direction. This is such a, this is a very weird line. She goes, I thought you were on Jacob's side. And what he says is, no matter what side I'm on, if someone kisses you without Which your means, permission, yes, Jacob's. you should be able to make your feelings clear without hurting yourself. You didn't keep your thumb inside your fist, did you? Which is like, he came so, so close. close and yet so, so far, far. Like, yeah. he's made it clear that he understands the situation. He understands oh, he knows what's going that on. Jacob kissed her without her permission. And that and is why she, she punched, punched him. And his concern is that she should be able to punch someone. Correctly. Who does that. And it's... Ugh. Instead of, like, I, as an adult man with a relationship with Jacob should like talk to him about never doing that ever again and it's like yeah i guess bella should be able to defend herself and but it, punching it, isn't the only way she right can do and instead that. he says it says charlie laughed hit him in the gut next time and you're like no no you're and we're still like, very next far off. time <laughs> and then he goes don't be too hard on the kid implying that Perhaps he will kiss her without her permission right. again. And it's all fine if right. she is able to punch him. Right. And she it's, says ugh. he's obnoxious, which is the bare minimum of things that oh she could God, say about Oh my God, what an him. understatement. Right. Like, and then he he's says- He's a criminal. I know. He says, he's still your friend. And like, actually, they're not friends anymore. No. <laughs> that was a friendship. It should have been a friendship ending situation. Right. 
And Bella, you know, understandably with presented with all these ideas is, you know, like, I don't really know what the right thing to do here is, Dad. And Charlie says, yeah, the right thing isn't always real obvious. Sometimes the right thing for one person is the wrong thing for someone else. So good luck. And you're like, what the crap advice is that, Charlie? Completely useless. Like, Charlie does not understand, apparently, the difference between getting what you want and what is ethical. Right. Like, well, what's right for Jacob is for you to be with him, and what's right for Edward is for you to be with him, instead of what's ethical is for Jacob to not kiss you when you don't want to be kissed by him. Right. Like, right. these the are problem just is... Right, it's like, what's what someone what one person wants and what the other person wants are often different but that doesn't mean that it's like a quote-unquote right thing right or wrong thing it's like okay all of these people want different things what should i do about it right and like when charlie said one page earlier he's like maybe i slipped up in some places i mean look at your hand and you're like no charlie you're slipping up literally right now literally right now you could be on your daughter's side instead of your best friend's son's side and he ends it with good luck figuring out what the right thing to do is (laughs) we're like what the fuck i mean listen sometimes parents don't have the advice to give you but i just really wish that charlie had stepped up a little more here he gets really close, he gets, gets so to, close to recognizing because he says, well, you look really nice. I wish I'd thought to get you something. Sorry. As in, he didn't get her a graduation present. I was like, first of all, it's never too late. Um, True. Go right buy now. Buy it tomorrow. <laughs> um, be like, what do you want for a gift, by the way? Buy it right now while he doesn't attend her party. In fact, how about take her to dinner somewhere where she actually she wants actually to go? Likes. Bare minimum. I mean, maybe Charlie doesn't know that she doesn't like it because she never says anything about it. Well, maybe ever. Charlie should ask his ask. daughter what she likes. And she would say, I Well, she her. just lies to him. <laughs> but she says, Don't be silly, Dad, as in, I don't need a gift. And he goes, It's not silly. I feel like I don't always do everything for you that I should. Accurate. Charlie, accurate. think. Like. Why don't we take that idea and kind of spin it out? Little deeper. Examples. Maybe, like, you could make dinner. You could clean the house. (laughs) You could balance your own checkbook. You could make an effort with her boyfriend. Oh, I know. And then at the end of this conversation, she, like, sort of, like, throwaway invites him to the party? She's like, I'm sure you can come, too, if you want. And, like, aren't he and Alice, like, BFFs? Yes. You're telling me Alice has not invited Charlie to this party? I know. That doesn't I, make any sense. I remember my graduation party, all the parents of my friends were also there. Yeah, all the ones that I went to were, like, family affairs. Yeah, they were, like, a combo. They weren't, like, And especially if it's implied, like, oh, you know, Edward's parents are going to be there. Right. And we're together. It kind of does, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it too much. It's definitely kind of like a weird graduation party because when I think graduation party, I think like afternoon in the backyard. Yes, true, right. not and nighttime. this is like in the evening. It's decorated. There's music. Like yes, maybe true. It's it's a house. I mean, it is the Collins. It's Alice, so it's going to be a grand thing anyway. I just think it's super weird that he doesn't go to this party. Yeah, I think it's especially because it's implied that this is also. Bella's graduation party, right? Yeah, they always call it 
Bellas. They don't right. Like, like even though it's at the Collins, like Collins. How many of them are graduating right now? Two. Just Alice and Edward, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is a thing. I had my graduation party was with two other friends. Right. Because, because it you all saved, want the same people. At right. The you all know the same parties. people. It yeah. saves on costs, et cetera, right. et cetera. And you and, can also only go to so many graduations. Exactly. <laughs> see the same people over and over again. So, right. like, I was under the impression that this was Bella's more specifically than Alice or Edward's graduation party. But. Maybe. I guess it's probably joint. The way I took it is the invitation is like, this is a joint party, but like nobody is really that close with Edward right. and Alice. So everyone's <laughs> like, we're really thinking. excited for your party. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Oh. Yeah, and then we end the chapter with she marches into the party. To endure it. To endure it. We don't know yet if anything's happening with this, you know, new revelation about the vampire armies you know this entire chapter's purpose was to serve as they have finally made a connection that we've all been waiting for them to make this entire time and also now the long-awaited graduation has finally happened i will say you know with the whole like realizing that this is all one thing i do think that that is one of the hardest things to edit because both and maybe to write too because the writer goes into it knowing everything that is the point and so you have to put yourself in the space of a person who doesn't have all of the facts or like has the facts and doesn't understand what the facts mean yet this is incredibly hard to do yeah and as an editor you read the book so many times that I, I often find that, like, the one of the most difficult things to edit for is, like, what information, who knows yet, and who understands right. what yet. Like, it's was, very hard to judge retroactively what makes sense. I was just thinking about this in, as far as mystery books go. Because, uh-huh. like, I also, I just rewatched Knives Out. Mm. Um, oh, so Such good. a good movie. But truly, after that, I was like, you have to be able to, like, unspool this in such detail as, like, the creator of the story, as someone who's editing the story, to know who knows what at what time and what the reader knows at what time. So and, that like, they what can make mindset and, each person is in and right. what the person would be thinking right. about and how they so would interpret what they know. Your reader can make the jumps when you want them right to make the jumps. you want them to right yeah. have you guys read the western game yes no. classic it's oh you have it's amazing olivia and apparently the author of the western game so one of the things that's so amazing about this book is that when you reread it you find like new aspects of the yeah. mystery every single mm-hmm. time like you always find a new clue mm-hmm. and apparently the author pants it um Listeners, a plotter is someone who like plots the books ahead of time. A pantser is someone who just sits down and starts writing and you see what happens. Right Right by by the the seat seat of their pants. Yeah. And the Weston game, this intricately plotted freaking masterpiece. I'm sure that like a lot happened in revisions, but like she didn't know where it was going when she wrote which blows my mind because it is like such a puzzle piece mystery with all these moving parts. Right. Like, when I think about what it takes to write a mystery, I think you, I'm always like, you have to know what's, how the mystery wraps out, and then you have to go backwards. Yeah, I feel like you need to make a chart first. Right. Um, A lot of charts, yeah. 
And so to me, like when I read books, it's really clear to me, you know, like when someone sort of understands that aspect of writing and, and, you know, problem solving, like here in Eclipse, I'm like, oh yeah, Stephanie is just not really versed in, in plotting a mystery, which is that, which is what this is at its core. You know, we kind of, I've kind of talked about this. I don't know if I've done it on this pod, how like, you know, a lot of our books, you know, at their barest forms have a mystery involved, you know, like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's a fantasy, but like, you know, Most it's of a, those are mysteries, right? Yeah. Their, their core like is what's that up with the Chamber of Secrets, right? Yeah. Their core is that you don't know something and you're trying to find out something. Right. Who and put so, Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire? Exactly. And so, you know, most books do have a mystery element and just mm-hmm. being well versed in, in that in and of itself, you know, I think is really apparent when I read a book and I'm like really judgy on whether or not I like said book is, you know, like, okay, well, was this something I figured out on page one and then was supposed to just like pretend I didn't know for a hundred pages? Right. Like, that's annoying. Yeah. And it's like, if you figure it out, like, five pages before, it's a very satisfying It's very satisfying. You're like, I'm a genius. But if you find it out 50 pages before, it's really boring. Right. (laughs) But if it's totally unbelievable, you're like, fuck that. And I think (laughs) a a really big problem that if I feel like if I encounter in a draft, like, really needs to be fixed is, like, when I don't know as a reader if I'm supposed to understand something or not. Right. Which is, like, almost worse than, like, right. getting it. That's why these the, are so And the hard character to do. doesn't get it. There's a difference between, like, just, like, not giving any information and then being like, whoa, why doesn't our reader know anything at all? Besides, like, purposefully withholding some information In that, that makes, makes your sense. reader think something else, etc. It's you know. so hard. It's That's a hard form. Why- I feel like maybe this would be more successful if there was, like, a stronger key toward the army being raised specifically to attack the Cullens. Mm, like, right. I don't know a what red that herring. would... Yeah, yeah, like, what that would be. Maybe they, like, talk to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, well, I heard that um, that army that you guys figured out is there is there because they want, like, your hunting lands, you know? Like, or, I don't know. But, maybe, like, if there's like, something there... Maybe if they assumed that it was Victoria who came in the house and then, like you're saying, Maya, like, not only that, like, a reason that the army is after right. all of them, but, like, some actual reason that they genuinely right. think it's not Victoria. Or, like, right. maybe Edward got something out of Aro's head, like, yeah. that he had a thing it is that at one point that he couldn't suppress, that, like, he could do that if he wanted. Right. Yeah. So they think it's the Volturi. Right. And then it turns out the Volturi are like, you know, they know this army is being raised, but they're just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. And it really is Victoria and they don't realize. It's so much and more also, interesting. I feel like this moment would maybe be more satisfying if instead of it being Alice just like saying something that helps Bella put it together, if there was mm-hmm. actual new information. Right. Right. Because right. Bella right. also almost does that. You know, there are points previously where she gets new information and she's like, hmm, I, something's fishy about this. Something should be connecting here. But, like, because it doesn't make sense for where the story is at for Bella to just know everything at that point. I'm like, okay, well, then rework 
the story so that work the plot beats right right yeah and stephanie in the past we've said that she's actually very good at this on a on an internal level right like we've we can watch bella there are scenes where she goes into it thinking one thing she doesn't get any new information right she but comes stephanie can walk us watch through her, her thought out. process and you understand the steps which, that she takes and she leaves thinking a yeah. different thing about the facts that she has which and many like people can't do that a Stephanie lot of people cannot is very that. good at it and so she's like it's almost like she's trying to apply the same process mm -hmm. except in mm -hmm. this case there are actual facts that she needs right. to learn in a certain order and like the right timing of like the facts and when they know stuff isn't aligning right we talked about how it's really satisfying when you figure out a mystery like five pages ahead of time but like I also think it's satisfying to use Knives Out when you you figure it out at the exact same moment, moment as right, the yeah. character. Also you know, great. like, you find out what somebody's middle name is, and you're like, oh, it starts with an A, and the right. character's name starts with an A. And you know, you the see the main character be like, have the same realization right. as you, and yes. you're like, oh, yes. Yeah, stuff. like in Knives Out, you never know where it's going. Oh, you no. cannot predict, at least for but, me, you cannot predict a single turn. Right. But like you're figuring it out along the way. Right. But so everything really that you satisfying. figure out still makes sense within what you already know. Right. Right. Even if you it's know, surprising, it's not just like, it makes sense. It's just not like brand new information that you just like get out of the blue that comes from nowhere. And you're like, what? Yes. Why? This and it's like... so fun because you see the same, like, things in Knives Out later. Like, you've right. returned to the same moments multiple times. And when you do so with new information, it continues to make sense. And it's just, like, always. Right. You're right. just like, ah, oh, I didn't know that. Now I see this differently. It's so good. It's so yep. good. Yep. All right. Best sentence, worst sentence. Oh, shit. I completely forgot about that. I didn't You forgot how to make out. our podcast. Yes. I didn't even pick one out. I have my worst. So Bella's looking at Edward and Alice on graduation stage about to get their diplomas. And she says that I wondered how I'd ever fallen for their human farce. A couple of angels standing there with wings intact would be less conspicuous. I just feel like it's a bit much. We, we get it. They're cuties. Like... <laughs> I think that like angel stuff always annoys me. I don't even know why. And like in I this moment, a really... of biblical angels, imagining them with like a million eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've worked about that now on TikTok. Ah. I didn't know that that's how angels are supposed to look according to the Bible. <laughs> that's why it's funny that they're like, "Be not afraid," and it's like, "I promise you, I'm shitting myself." <laughs> Uh, my worst sentence is more grammatically bad, um, and it's where they're in Charlie's police car, and Bella's describing how Edward is sitting in the back seat, and, you know, that this was probably on purpose on Charlie's part. The sentence goes, And now Edward rode in the back seat of my father's police car behind the fiberglass divider with an amused expression, M-dash. Probably due to my father's amused expression, comma, and the grin that widened every time Charlie stole a glance at Edward in his rearview mirror. And I was like, one, the echo of amused, amused expression. I don't understand what's going on here. Why does Charlie look amused? Is it because Edward's in the back seat? And then yes. Edward is mimicking his amused expression because he can he's read inside. Amused. No, he's amused that Charlie's amused. 
either way, I was like, that's it's just a bad sentence. You should Charlie's should be italicized. Right. So like, it's like it's also with the combination of M minimum dash and effort. Comma. I was like, the sentence just doesn't make any sense the way that you've con- constructed it. You could just take out like the stuff after the M dash, but keep the stuff after the comma. The comma, so like, exactly. And exactly. now Edward rode in the backseat of my father's police car behind the fiberglass divider with an amused expression, probably due to the grin that widened every time Charlie yep. stole a glance at Edward in his rear view. Exactly. There you Perfect go. edit. Great edit. Okay, here's my worst sentence. Jess was all red around the eyes and she kept blotting her face with the sleeve of her robe. It took me a second to understand that she was crying. <laughs> okay, listen, I... I She's in a weird state of mind. Like, graduation is being weird for her. But, like, what? I was like... You're at graduation and Jess is crying. That's not a confusing situation. And also, if anyone is crying anywhere... It's gonna be Jess. You know what that looks like. Like... It was a step too far. I was was like, listen, I understand this is a weird situation for her. It is a step too far. She doesn't... Why would she not understand that this girl is crying? I, I wrote... Here we have a Bella incapable of empathy with her so-called friends. <laughs> like it could be like she's I did. It took me friend. a second to be like, oh, she's sad. <laughs> but like the fact that she doesn't understand that she was crying, I just like don't. I was like, oh, boy, you're so stupid. It could be like I couldn't tell if she was happy or sad. Maybe that would make sense to me here. But the crying but part is, what is a why physical are your, act. Why are your eyes all red and blotchy? <laughs> why are you leaky? <laughs> I have my best. Okay. It's controversial. Here's the thing. I want to preface it. I have beef with Charlie right now. I have huge mm-hmm. beef with Charlie right now. But this is still my best. Um, this is Bella talking to Charlie, and she says, I'm really glad I came to live with you, Dad. It was the best idea I ever had. Now look. Yes, I see Melissa's face. Yes, I have beef with Charlie. (laughs) But I feel like Bella is, like, finally thinking about the repercussions of her choice, and I think that it's nice for her to, like, have an honest emotional conversation with her dad and like, express how she feels before she disappears forever. True. Um, True. And like, it was the best idea she ever had. She <laughs> fell in love. It's she true. reconnected with the father she didn't get to see a lot. Like, she struck out on her own, teaching herself that like she could be independent and she doesn't have to just take care of her mom all the time. Like, she can kick, take care of her dad, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when she moved to Forks, I just feel like that was, like, kind of a badass move. You that's, know? True. that's true. That shit's hard. Yeah, that's hard. So, go Bella. Um, I'm going to go with a sentence that I already read, which is that Alice was translating the battle hymn of the Republic into Arabic. Actually, when she finished that, she moved on to Korean Sign Language. It made me chuckle. <laughs> I, still, I did laugh. I, I was why. like, that's good. That's good. That's funny. I want to uh, know how long the battle hymn of the Republic is. <laughs> I want to know what Edward, as he hears this, slash sees it in her mind, it's like, 
what's going on? Why, Definitely. Why? He looks confused. As right. He's, going to, he's so amused. I want to know what Edward thinks is going on. Um, what would you think if you were trying to keep somebody out of your brain? I, think- I would try to do math and I would fail. I would be like, okay, I'm going to do prime numbers, prime numbers, so that I don't think about that thing. Oh, shit, about okay, it. prime numbers, prime numbers, the thing, prime numbers. Like, that's how it would um, go. When I would try to distract myself into sleeping, I would uh, go through the plot of a Cinderella story frame by frame. Oh, frame by frame. God. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it in a while. Wow. I was going to say my sleep thing, which is counting by threes. I would probably do that. Oh, damn. That would fuck. No, because I would go too long with not knowing how to count. And I'd be like, oh, I'd rather be thinking about anything else. <laughs> like a Cinderella story. I keep thinking, like, I don't know why I've been doing this, but the past few weeks, I keep thinking about that line from a Cinderella story where she goes, I am a very appealing person. Appealing go, I'm person. a very appealing, appealing person. person. <laughs> a good Listeners, you guys are very appealing people. Yeah, you are. Thanks for hanging out with us for a whole year. I haven't done my best setting. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Whoops. I was going to double check and then I forgot to double check. Go ahead. Well, luckily I, I have forgot. it already queued up. And it's also an Alice moment. Um, And it's when Bella has made the connection and Alice doesn't quite know what she's talking about. So Bella says, it's this. And Alice says, what is? She demanded. You don't have anything like this. For crying out loud, you only have one skirt. (laughs) And I, one, I feel like we see way too few interactions between Bella and Alice. Alice's actual personality. Yeah, where you get actual personality. And I love that. Bella just insinuating that this is similar to something else she already owns. <laughs> Alice is like, excuse me. No, it's not. I know everything you own, and you're <laughs> such a liar, and this is a great you thing only that I own you. One skirt, Bella, please. <laughs> I Which, that that kind of stuck out to me, because I was like, Alice, why haven't you bought her more skirts? <laughs> See, that to me is more like, oh, I know Bella doesn't want more skirts, and so I'm gonna try Isn't to, like... Isn't Alice doesn't care what Bella wants. <laughs> it's something weird. It's in like this a moment, and... I see that. What but like it? when you get the wants. very superficial Alice throughout most of the book, you're like, Alice cares about my feelings, and she won't give me skirt because she knows I won't want more skirt. It's a sweater skirt combo. Yeah, she did buy her another skirt, blue, was skirt because it's Edward's it? favorite color. I assumed it was. I, oh, it's oh. just the sweater. I assumed it was to just wear with a khaki skirt. I don't know to wear with the khaki skirt. <laughs> I assumed that it was, like, a sweater and a skirt that looked good together. Right. But here's the thing. Everything matches a khaki skirt. (laughs) Well, anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for letting us be on break. Yeah, thanks for dealing with our sporadic need to not do things and with no warning we had real reasons email us with questions or comments or your spotify unwrapped at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to support us check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast and join the ranks of our patrons melina bridget eric karen ed aaron laura andrea leamy james melissa audrey chance and kinks gambit you can follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram to see 
our Spotify unwrapped and also if we remember that picture of a manatee rock and Twilight Face podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Olivia Valcarce, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore. We'll be back next week. For real this time. For For real. real. (laughs) If you don't like it, you can bite me.